0: Hey guys, welcome to the Just Saying podcast with your girl, me, Danny, and you're here, and I am pleased because, child, I really dig your company. So let's have a conversation and see what the internet's then brought us this week. I know you like Danny. Where the hell have you been? It's been two weeks. You didn't tell us you was going on vacation. Like the last time we talked to you was at a conference, and then we ain't hear nothing from you after that, and I'm here to tell you, I'm sorry, I like I couldn't even help it. well, I probably could have, but I was taking better care of myself, but guess what y'all? I ended up in the hospital, and that's what we're gonna talk about this week <laughs> um we we I'm not i I can't even talk to you about the internet streets because I wasn't on them. I ain't even gonna lie to you. I ain't been on the internet streets. I didn't get on the internet streets until probably like two days ago. So I was just like, let me just be on here and be real and be honest because talking about myself, oh, she can do that. Okay, so I told you I went to that conference and I was not prepared because it was hot and humid and I was not adequately um hydrating myself while I was there, which caused me to become ill. And I was so sick that although the group that I came with um, rode down on a charter bus, I knew I wasn't going to make that ride. It was like 13 hours anyway. So just even if you ain't feeling sick, it's just like, child. (laughs) But um i I really didn't feel good, so I needed to fly home because I knew it was gonna make that thirteen hour ride so I came home on like a friday evening afternoon a Friday afternoon and um I just didn't feel good, and i just you know there were things that were happening to me to to myself that I was just like i i just i I don't feel good. Um, I had to use the bathroom a lot. That's one of the big things. So people who already know what I'm about to say, you know what's going on, right? So I had to use the bathroom a lot. And I was just thirsty all the time. So I was at the airport, like, give me this bottle of water. I drank that. Then I was like, give me a Jamba juice. And I drank that. And I was like, give me another bottle of water. And I had a Gatorade. I wanted a um Airports, I just, it was a lot going on, right? And I did the same thing when I got home, like when I first got off the airplane. I was like, let me hit up Starbucks and get us something to drink. And then I rode into the house. And by the time I got to the house, I was like, I'm thirsty. Give me something. I was just drinking and drinking. And I was so tired. And I needed to use the bathroom a lot. And my energy was just depleting. So I spent most of the time just kind of like laying in the bed And um, I was like, you know, you dehydrated. So you just need to like drink some fluids and get yourself together. And so that's what I was trying to do. But it was getting worse and worse, guys. It just, it really was. So um, while, while I was gone, I don't know, I don't even remember if I said this or not, but I had just recently quit my job. I quit my job. Um, because one, there were a lot of things physically and mentally going on in my job that were required of me that were not required of me when I started my job and it had become more than I wanted to take on. Um, There were some things that needed to happen at my job that I wasn't willing to do um and i thought well this would be a great time for me be, to be able to get up on my creative you know horse because i'm in the in the um process of writing a book right now and i also wanted to be able to do more youtube videos so i was like if i quit my job i mean the signs are all telling me that i need to quit my job honestly i felt like god told me to quit my job so that was another thing i felt like i was like look these things are happening, you need to quit your job, it's time for you to do, you know, this thing, so I was, like, telling my friends, like, oh, I'm quitting my job, whatever, don't worry about it, Um, you know, because there's so many things going on, and I can't do these things, so I, you know, went, spoke to my job, so I had the week off because, to go to this conference, because I had no job, right, so I was, like, I'm going, and I came back, Right before I came back from the conference, my job called me and was like, "Listen, you right. We was tripping some of the stuff we thought that we wanted you to do. we really should not have even required of you. Um, we took all of those responsibilities and we put them somewhere else. so we want you to come back like don't don't be a quitter, come back to the job. It's gonna be." completely different your tasks and responsibilities will not be the same as they once were this that whatever there were a couple of conversations and I was like okay right (laughs) because like part of me was like but if I'm just out here I gotta you have to work harder at making money when you don't have that steady two weeks coming in right so The fearful part of me was like, okay, I want to come back to my job, but I come back, right? So I come back, and I was, you know, like like I said, I came back on Friday. I chilled Saturday and Sunday. Monday, I was like, get yourself together because you got to go to work tomorrow because you guys, if you don't know, I work um, Tuesday to Friday. So Tuesday, I got up, I was, I wasn't feeling good. I was feeling weak. But I was like, you know, it's manageable still get up, go ahead on and go like I've been to work with the flu before. So kind of felt like that for me, like, just go, it's gonna be easy. Just once you get there, you know, you could be sick and be getting paid. That's honestly how I felt like, for people who don't like that kind of person like I wasn't contagious or anything so I was like I'm not contagious like go ahead go to work whatever I work alone so there's nobody to like con- well yeah so there's nobody to contaminate or anything like that so it's cool so I went to work I was like oh I'm not gonna make it I did make it and I came home Two, Wednesday showed up and when Wednesday showed up I was like child Oh, my goodness. I don't have no energy. I mean, it took every piece of me to stand up. And so I needed to stand up. I needed to get dressed. I needed to actually think about what I was going to put on. And I was thinking, you know, I, you know, y'all know me. I'd be like, hashtag she cute, though. But when I tell you I was hashtag who really care on Wednesday, I really was like, who care? I'm just going to go in here. I don't even think that I clocked in to work on Wednesday that's how bad it was so I did the things that I needed to do early so by the time um I don't know I start working like two by the time four hit I was done like I was like i have given you the best that I got already right that was me like I was like I need a baker do already these two hours was the best that I got so I went into work and I was stumbling around like literally stumbling around I want to equate it to like when And this is just what I see. So, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but it kind of feels like when you see those movies and people are like um, trying to find an inhaler because they can't breathe. And I felt like that. It wasn't that I couldn't breathe, but it was the stumble around like I needed. I needed something to drink. And I'm trying to tell you, it didn't matter what I drank. Anything I drank was not staying down. So I was having a hard time. So I was stumbling around, and I just realized this is not, one, I'm not going to be able to get my job done. Two, I'm not going to be able to get me done. Like, I'm not not functioning at all. So I had to call one of my older children to say, you got to come get me because I am not going to make it. Um, She did come to my job. To get me and, and a co-worker showed up to you know be at my job because somebody got to be there right and they were like okay come on let's get you in the car and when they said that my whole body was like you ain't about to walk to no car you gotta walk down like there's <laughs> like I don't know six, eight steps that you have to walk down, but you have to like walk across the room to get to the door, then walk down like eight steps, then like still get to your car, right? And my, my whole body was like, I don't know like if they don't see me or what, but like I ain't gonna make it to nobody's car. So they literally had to call the paramedics, to come and get me. Now, when the paramedics came, I don't know why, but for some reason, they decided to say I had the flu. I don't know if that's what they do when they pick up people and they don't want to talk about like, oh, shoot, this person is in some serious trouble or whatever, but that was what they kept trying to say. I was very aware of what was going on around me. Although I should not have been, I was very aware of what was going on around me um and so they had to put me in a paramedics they had to get me out of the building which was a little bit of a feat but they managed it because you know there's nobody want to carry me down them steps shit big girl um uh, so nobody wanted to carry me down the steps and I was not walking so but shout out to the paramedics because they got me there and took me to the hospital once I was at the hospital you know, and they started getting me together and everything, what we learned was that my blood sugar level was all the way up. Um, Nothing can stop me. I'm all the way up. That's what my blood sugar was singing, right? So it was like over 900. I know y'all, child, for myself, I wanna cry. Right? It was over nine hundred, and so they had to get that thing together. Now everybody should know that that means that I should have at least been in like a diabetic coma. Um, but I wasn't because the Lord is good, and He was God. Uh, he was shielding me and protecting me that whole time. I promise you, wasn't but the Lord because over nine hundred. And I still, like, could understand what was happening when they were asking me, like, my name and where I was, and my age and all that. I was still able to give them all that information. And so I did end up in the ICU. And I was there for, like, two and a half days, I believe. Because I think on the, the third day, they, like, to have... Of the third day is when they transported me to the step down, but I know I was at least there for two days, right so shout out to the um what are they that the nurses at the i c u because there was a point where they had taken me off of all foods and liquids like I I will not drink or eat anything but at one point they had given me ice chips so there was a day when I wanted ice chips but the doctor had said that I couldn't have anything and me and the nurse had to have words because <laughs> I was like, listen, bruh, I need these ice chips in my life. And he was like, okay, give me the ice chips because the doctor said, and I was like, oh, well then since you don't got enough power, yeah, I need to speak to a doctor. And then I had to like, after that, I had to like come down off of my whole self because that was, it was that part of me was a part of me that I did not want to be and after I was hurt I was like no I don't want to do that because this this man is doing his job and he's doing what the doctor told him so I fully apologize in the ICU where I was like dying I was like let me just let you know sir that I should not have spoken to you that way you did not deserve it I'm so sorry I understand you know you were doing as the order said like I literally had to humble myself because there was like when I wanted that ice there was like a rage inside of me that was like bruh you about to get these words okay Because I'm not, like, most of the time I'm nice, but when I ain't nice, child, I realize, like, she's really ugly. So I definitely apologize to him. We did have a conversation. I'm glad that I was in my right mind enough to be able to say sorry to him um, before, you know, leaving the floor. So they moved me then to the step down where they then had to address, they had to continue addressing the blood sugar levels. But by this point, the blood sugar levels had like, um, like steadied. they had like, Evened out, and so every time they checked my blood sugar after that, I was pretty good, except for there were two times when my blood sugar was too low because the first couple of days i they had the first day they had me on liquid, the second day they had me on soft foods, and I still didn't want to eat anything because I had been vomiting profusely for days well well the day. From the day I got into the ICU until maybe like four days later, three or four days later, I was still vomiting, right? And they couldn't figure out why I was still vomiting. And so I didn't want to eat anything because I was like, listen, we already know what's gonna happen, right? Let's give me um the only thing that was really making me feel, you know, okay was um chicken broth. And so I was just like, let me have the chicken broth, chill out, you know, and be cool, whatever. And so I just, I didn't, I wouldn't consume anything but chicken broth. And so there was a time when my blood sugar went a little bit too low and they were like, come on, Danny, like you gotta, you gotta take in something else. And I was like, well, I don't know what you want me to do because... It ain't going to work. But after a while, I did manage to start eating the hospital food. And when you hungry, hospital food is delicious. Some of the stuff, some of the stuff they gave me, I was just like, come on now, bro. But because like one day they gave me oatmeal and I'm not an oatmeal girl. So, you know, other than that, shout out to my friend, Vaughn bon, because he keeps trying to make me eat oatmeal. He loves those little packets of oatmeal and I would be like, I don't know what you're doing with yourself, but I'm going to try them, maybe, we'll see, it's too hot for oatmeal, but yeah, I'm gonna try oatmeal one day, but I, the hospital food, you know, they gave me the hospital food, that helped, that regulated that stayed, and I had, like, um, they had to check, like, my pancreas, and they had to check, Uh, my heart because at one point my heart was like boom 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 and (laughs) you know they didn't check my heart or whatever and I did lose some weight while I was there if you go like a week and a half without eating you definitely going to lose some weight so I lost some weight while I was there I'm going to try to you know, work out a little bit more so that I could take off a couple more pounds and get on that weight loss journey. But they did have to send me home with the insulin. Um, since being home, my blood sugar still has been pretty good. Um, because now I'm afraid to, you know, touch some stuff because I don't want to end up back in the hospital. Um, but I stayed in the hospital for literally eight days. I was there, let me see. No, yeah, I was there for eight days. So in being in the hospital for eight days, you have a lot of time to think about yourself and think about things you want to do one of the things that I was thinking about about myself was one I got all this sick and did all of this and I haven't even been like I haven't had like delicious food I haven't been to like extravagant restaurants or anything so I'm killing myself over the five and dime snacks like nah bro we can't do that no more so that thing has got to change. I First of all, and what was amazing, because I had to meet with like a dietitian while I was there, was a lot of the foods that I had already been giving up, because I was trying to do like the vegan journey, right? And then, you know, every now and then you have a slip up and you eat a piece of chicken or whatever. But for the most part, I've been eating vegan foods already. So the dietitian was like, you don't like you were on the right track. It was just one of the big things with me is I have an addiction to the soda. And so I have to either do no soda or I'm going so delicious. Right. Like I, I promise you. Uh, so I have to get up. Re, I had to re give up soda. Um, Which was good that I was going off of soda while I was in the hospital because the last time I tried to go off of soda, I was um, very moody and rude to some people and I don't want to do that no more. So, you know, that was cool. So now I'm trying to find things, you know things to put in my water, because you guys know I am the queen of water when it tastes like dough. No. That I mean, I don't never drink water, but it means that I don't uh, drink hardly enough water at all. And I know that I don't. Um, and I'm not all the way up to the water intake that I should have now, but I'm better than I was. Right. And so I'm drinking a lot more water because I am the type of person who if I'm not going to drink the soda and the other option is water, I'll go like most of the day drinking nothing, which is where, you know, and then I'll just get like super thirsty and then I'll drink things that I don't need to have. Unless I drink, I am one of those people who loves cranberry juice. So I'll drink cranberry juice like crazy. And um but I wasn't doing enough water. So now I am trying to increase my water intake because she wasn't doing good with it before. This is all a conversation to tell people, like, if your body is telling you to, like, you need the water or you need to exercise, or if you're just not feeling right, like, Go get yourself checked out because you do not want to end up in a hospital with these high blood sugar levels or low blood sugar and you done passed out somewhere like you don't want those things. So you got to get yourself together. And I have not been one who was aware of myself until this year right now. So this is perfect timing for me. I didn't want to have to do any of this, but it is perfect timing because this is the year of getting to know myself. And so I um, now I know what I feel like when my levels are starting to spike or if my levels are getting too low, I know what I feel like in that space and um, I know that I really need to take care of myself. It was one of those things where it was like girl, are you trying to die? And I was like no, I really ain't trying to die. And I was like well, do you need to get yourself together. And I was like "I'm oh, really should just get myself together. So then I was like, hey me, this is me. Introduce yourself. You got to get to know each other. Treat each other well. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that's how it happens to me. So um yeah, the past 2 weeks I've been gone because I was in the hospital and also recovering from that. Let's talk about some things about like when people when you go to the hospital. Here's one thing: if you're if you have family that or friends that go to the hospital and they're like they're in the admitted into the hospital, be mindful of what they are, um, what restrictions they have because some family showed up to the hospital when I was there in the ICU. I think it was like day one. I don't know, whatever. Maybe day two, they show up to the hospital and I had just been taken off of all foods and fluids, liquids. And they knew this. They were very aware of the fact that I was not allowed to have any beverages or water, ice, um, food, anything. And they proceeded to sit and talk about the food that they were going, that they wanted to eat. I want to let you know that that is very disrespectful. It's not funny. The person who is sick does not find humor in that in any way because as soon as you tell people that they can't have food, people then immediately think of all kind of foods that they want that they want to have, and you don't make it any better talking about food that you would want to have and so there was a, a point where I asked them once, like, you know, can y'all be quiet? Because I don't want to listen to that. And they were, you know, like, oh, yeah, be quiet, sh, But what they really were doing was whispering about the food that they were going to eat, which I still felt was disrespectful. And so me being the kind of person that I am where I feel like I don't need to be disrespected and I surely don't need to be disrespected while I'm in the hospital, I kicked them out. I, I had to, because they for me, there was a point where you're not there for me anymore. You all are having like a family reunion amongst y'all selves and y'all could do that in the parking lot or somewhere else, go wherever y'all gonna go eat at. I don't know, but this ain't the place to do that. So when you're going to visit somebody, go with the intent on visiting the person. Don't go with the intent on having fun with the people that are in the room because if you're not going to be attentive to the person that's in the room, save, save the visit for when you're ready for that. Um, Because I pre, although I appreciate that people were there, sometimes it felt more like people just wanted my, the information to be like, Oh, what's wrong with her? More than they were there to visit me. If you understand what I'm saying. And I don't want to be rude about it because people drove out, you know, to see me or whatever. But when you're in the ICU, you don't want no visitors really all like, I mean, I did not I did not I didn't need everybody trying to call and text me and all of that in the ICU. Like, let me get, let them level me out a little bit. Um, and then come visit me in a regular room setting where maybe I could have more conversation because I barely had any energy. So I was barely speaking. So I had to muster up a lot of energy to ask people to leave, to leave a room. You know what I mean? So don't do that. Second thing I want to say is make sure that that your next-to-kin or your emergency person or whoever knows for real, like what you would want. Like, if you're a person who's like, I want everybody there, I want everybody to know I'm at the hospital, I want flowers sent to me, all of that, you need somebody to know that. Okay. And if you're a person who's like, I don't want people to show up, do not put it in a bulletin at my church. Don't have them announcing what hospital I'm at. Don't do any of that. Then you need to also have somebody who can do that. Because if not, you're going to end up with, you know, the whole church group showing up to do prayer. And you don't want that Although you may want prayer, you may not want a group of people coming to visit you, and they don't know that, so then a group of people will come visit you, and you are, you're like, my wig ain't even here. I don't want you looking at me like that. So, you know, I got the locks, so my hair going to be what it is, but you never know what you want. And so one of the things that was an issue was I told my my children, stop telling people, that I'm at the hospital. And in that happening, nobody told my best friend, Summer, that I was in the hospital. Y'all know she down in Atlanta. She don't know I'm at the hospital. I can't call her or whatever. But she hadn't heard from me in, like, two days. And so she checked to um, find my friends on the Apple Watch. And I said that I was at the hospital. And she was like, why? Every time I check to find my friends, she's still at the hospital. Well, then she calls my best friend Vaughn. Shout out to Vaughn, though. Because this is why my friends are dope. Um, Vaughn was like who told you what What happened because my kids had said mommy said she didn't want anybody else to know and so when Summer was acting like she really didn't know Vaughn did not confirm or deny anything because he was just kind of like you know I'll never tell you know Danny business is her business whatever and I thought that that was dope even though if somebody ever knows that I'm sick or whatever and Summer ain't around y'all need to let her know I'm telling the masses. Out in Summer. I'm telling the masses that if ever something happens to me again, if y'all don't contact Summer, it's going to be a problem. But i already gave all the phone numbers out and the information because I didn't know that I needed to do that. Like, I didn't know to say, make sure these three people definitely know I'm in the hospital. Make sure these four people don't have a clue that I'm in the hospital. If that means that you got to not tell these seven people over here, then, you know, do what you got to do. We'll, we'll sort it out later. But I need these people to definitely know I'm in the hospital, and I need them to know, like, get up to date. Right, so that's a big thing that I don't think a lot of people notice. Cause I had a friend who, well, I had I knew someone who we were friends a while ago who literally died at the hospital. Like they had an emergency surgery because they, and I guess they died during surgery or something. They had to resuscitate them or whatever. And their family, their culture was basically like nobody know the date. I don't want anybody to come visit them. Right. And so there was, which was like, okay, I understand that, but I had to get a lot of information from someone who should not have ever been in contact with me. And um, it put me in an awkward situation because it was kind of like, if you, if if a person doesn't want me to know that they're there, you know, I guess like, I can't know the play by plays, you know, but they're they kept you know dipping down low um, on the health scale, and so the the person who was in contact with me would be like, um, you know, they they still doing bad. I just was asking for prayer, and you know, but don't show up at this hospital. So it was weird, and I've never been able to have a conversation with the person I was friends with to say, yo, like, not. Making sure that I knew, you know, not letting people know that I knew put me in an awkward situation Um, because once they got out, they were kind of like, you know, let's talk and let's be friends. And I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know where I feel Cause I don't know where my friendship level is with you because I I wasn't even supposed to know you were in the hospital. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that you know the people that you want contacted if something serious happens to you. And then you also want to make sure that you letting people know, like there are certain people that you do not want to know. Like, you know, I don't want this person to show up at the hospital. So there's ways to keep that from happening. If you put that all in place. But I think that my my daughter being 23, I think she did as good as she could do with the information she had and um this being her first time having to handle like serious crisis without me being one of the people, you know, giving out direction. So I think that that was good because shout out to my daughter she was there and trying to tag along behind that and the paramedics um the ambulance even though she had just received her driver's license like the week before um and she was bringing pe- bringing the kids to the hospital and she was coming to see me and just sitting and playing games with me. She left the hospital to come pick me. I mean, left her job to come pick me up. Um, she you just, I feel like she took care of me in all the ways that the hospital weren't supposed to. And I'm very proud of her. Because I heard her come. Well, she fussed a little bit after I got the hospital, but for the most part, um, I just feel like she really held me down. And because um, you never know, like, you never know if somebody is prepared to handle crisis until crisis shows up. And I know as parents, our children look at us like we just know how to do all this stuff. But like these things are those, these are the things that you learn hands on and, um, just the, the way that she handled it. I think she did a great job. Um, I thanked her so much when I got home, you know, she was definitely the one to be like, I would be like, bring me, she was like, mom, you can't have that, I'm not bringing that to you, no. and I was like, ah, and mostly it was just kind of like, um, I wanted her to find me a certain type of ginger ale, and after like three days, since they did clear me to drink ginger ale, and I was like, I want the ginger ale, this kind of ginger ale. And I got to the third day. She was like, "Mom, well, I'm not going to keep looking for it. You don't need it. They give me a ginger ale here. Chill out. Stop crying. You know, boss up. Do whatever. And I was like, okay. Now, saying that, that is another one of the things where I had, like, a little mini meltdown because I was like, I want to go home. I'm tired of being here. I just, just Whatever. Um, But somebody came... And and we were talking, and then I realized, you know, there are people suffering far worse than I am suffering right now. I need to just, like, pull myself together, stop, you know, whining and all of this, because this is a moment to take to get to know myself and to get to know whatever. And I can learn from this, or I can, you know, be a victim. And I didn't want to be a victim. I wanted to learn from you know, where I was. And so that's another thing. When you go into the, if you ever have to stay at the hospital,
1: there's a lesson
0: in everything that you do. And so there, you know, you have to learn the lesson in whatever's going on there as well. Like there's always a moment where you're going to be able to hear your inner self or the God in you speak to you and tell you, you know, how you tell you what's going on, and you have to listen for that, and I definitely was listening, I definitely am going to be able, starting to do more for myself, more of what I wanted to do, be more of who I truly am, and um, just want to learn now to be more unapologetic about wanting things in my own life, so I don't know. I think I I think that, you know, I think there were lessons to learn and I was grateful for them all. Um, Some of them I didn't know, you know, like who to call and who not to call and who um, my crisis, who's my crisis team, you know, um, because you got to call your job, you got to call. You got to you gotta contact your job. You got to contact your church. If you go to one, you know, you got to contact your, like your circle and make sure that, you know, certain people know things and you have to know who your crisis team is because if your crisis team isn't put together, there will be people who won't get your information that you didn't want to know. And then the people that you really wanted to know won't have your information. And so you need to know who is your emergency crisis team. That's what I'm calling it. My crisis team was um, my, my daughter, one of my co-workers, and um, one of the youth leaders at the church was my crisis team. Yours may be different, but you got to figure what that is out. And I, I um, encourage you to figure that out now before you have a crisis in your life. Yes, you know it. I did watch Iyanla, and I watched um, the Red Tabletop. If you want to know what I felt about either one of those shows, you got to go head over to the Patreon page, which is patreon.com backslash ijs underscore one seven that'll be in the show notes it always is and <laughs> you can find me over there it's five dollars a month to listen to the extra podcast it's not five dollars an extra episode it's just five dollars a month i do not get your information i just get your money and it is you know the year to play to pay the black woman so i'm black woman i well want to pay me Um, that also goes towards the um, enhancement of the show it goes towards you know being able to go to some conferences and things so you know it's not just sitting in the pocket so I can get some ice cream because I'm getting free ice cream right where I'm at today (laughs) but check out the Patreon page guys I really would appreciate it honestly guys I was going to do a whole situation about the mermaids and the Mulan remake and what is it Lion King coming out on Friday but I think we could just sit with this for this week on just take care of yourself watch out pay attention to what your body is telling you don't land yourself in the hospital if you don't need to Anyway, I will be on these internet streets. There's some videos coming out on Instagram this week, and I appreciate that you guys are still riding with me cuz I am here. I will be back next week cuz I am going to go see the Lion King, so we going to talk about it. And Oh don't forget over on patreon I'm talking about that Ayala um two parter with the brothers because there's a little bit of conversation to be had, so if you want to get that um Ion conversation, go head on over and subscribe to the Patreon because that's going up this week. Thanks guys um don't forget also that you don't have to take anything I say as fact except how I ended up in the hospital (laughs) because after all I'm just saying